At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It is VSIN Big Bets on a Monday from the South Point Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson in for Dave Ross, but we've got Amal Shaw here. I'm always excited doing shows with you, Amal. I always have a good time. I'm looking ready to rock and roll here, talk college ready football, to NFL, and of course, I know Rossi's going to be upset he's missing this Cowboys-Giants game tonight yeah, to discuss we it. Kind of had to put Dave on Cowboy embargo here because <laughs> if, he, if he was in studio, it would be two hours on this Monday night game and, and Monday night only. So I think this was a procedural move in advance. <laughs> that's good. I am just here to <laughs> fill, uh, fill his large shoes. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. You agree with that, Kelly? I think that's probably uh, Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it all the way through, Ben. But, yeah, you're right. It would have been an excessive amount of Cowboys talk over the next two hours. And but that's always saying, good that's to saying have something. you on, on the desk, my friend. Benny oh, in the bets. Benny in the bets. They, yeah, we need to we need to bring that back. Benny and the Bets was a great uh, great uh, summer segment on the old. Prime thanks, Elton. Thanks, Elton. <laughs> no, I, mean, I can sing it for you next time. It'd be way worse. Thanks, thanks Elton. Uh, so Kelly is here. Amal is here. Jimmy Vaccaro will be here a little bit later in about to forty five hours. The legendary uh, guy from behind the glass here at uh, at the South Point Sportsbook. So we'll have Jimmy join us as well in a little bit. For now, though, let's talk to start the show about this game tonight in MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Cowboys and Giants, and we've seen Dallas take the majority of the money, Amal. Yeah. Opening as high as a three-point dog in this spot. Giants, at least after going all the way down to a pick have taken a little bit of bounce back here, laying a point. 39, 39 and a half is your total. When we wake up tomorrow, New York Post, are you ready for the front pages to say Brian Dable 
Canton, Ohio bound Giants 3-0. and Is that really what's going to happen here, Amal, or are you, uh, you on the other side? Well, you know, I think it's a tough game to call, but if they win this game, then next week, I don't know what they're going to say, Super Bowl champs, because they're going to be 4-0 after they play the Bears. Uh, but this is a great game, great opportunity for both sides right now. Philadelphia out in front at 3-0 and in the NFC East. Crucial division opportunity here. Dallas plays Philly twice in the last part of the latter part of the season, the last five or six weeks. So you got to get this game if you're going to keep pace with Philadelphia for really for both sides. So I, I got to tell you, uh, to me, Ben, this is a tough game to call. Mm-hmm. This is where I think the in-game opportunities are so much more plentiful. Take a look at yesterday, for example, a couple of games. Uh, you could have gotten the Cardinals 10 and a half, 11 and a half in-game. You could have gotten the Saints bigger numbers. You could have gotten uh, uh, Ravens plus points in-game. So if you don't like a game before it starts – I think sometimes the best move and the most prudent move is to not make a play. Unless you have an overwhelming opinion one way or the other, the one thing I would point to is an anti-Cooper Rush sentiment, at least from my perspective. I'm not a big Cooper Rush guy. I'm not looking to back him in too many spots, and we'll see what Zeke does on the ground tonight. Well, that's the big talking point, at least on the Dallas side, where you have a guy in Cooper Rush, started last year in Minneapolis in a spot where nobody gave him a chance, and as you've pointed out, I know in the past, that was more of a horrific game management by Mike Zimmer thing more than anything in that Minnesota loss. Dallas won that game outright last year on Sunday Night Football. You get the win as a big home dog against Cincinnati. How much of that, though, is a a one-off game against a struggling team and how much of that is maybe a sign of anything going forward as far as positive momentum for a guy who, at least to give him some credit, 2-0 and as a fill-in starter, both as a, both times as pretty sizable dogs. Yeah, absolutely. The game against Cincinnati, I thought they played well defensively. That was the key in that matchup. And then, of course, you mentioned the game against Minnesota. Uh, Vikings, I think, went down, scored an opening touchdown, and then pretty much mm-hmm. didn't do much else offensively in that game. So, look, this is going to be a little bit of a different atmosphere in the sense that you're on the road. But again, that Minnesota game was a Sunday night game, similar situation. But this is a division opponent, a lot more familiarity. Uh, so this will be interesting to see how this game plays out. I think Zeke and Pollard have to have big games for Dallas if they're going to win on the road here. On the flip side, you've got to contain Saquon Barkley from having a big run and then in the screen game. I'm not as worried about the other receivers and Daniel Jones beating them, but it's Saquon Barkley. Can you contain him? I know his uh, prop total for tonight I think is a 98.5 rushing and receiving. So. That'll be an interesting one to see how that one plays out. Yeah, we'll talk some more of the props a little bit later on in the show. My hesitation on the Giants side especially, if you've looked at just the general offensive flow for them, when teams, and we saw for large stretches, the Carolina Panthers take Saquon Barkley out of that game. He went under his rushing prop in week two after exploding week one at Tennessee. But if you just go, and I like to look at, you know, going through the game logs and all, looking at these teams' actual overall play-by-play drives and just seeing, well, what percentage of these drives are actual quality? Like if you start at your own, in your own territory and you actually have a, a legitimately sustained drive into field goal range, even if like, let's say, even if there's a turnover in the red zone, that to me still counts as a quality drive because you're moving the ball down the field. You're putting yourself in position to get points. If you look at the Giants so far, they've had 21 total drives, right? Only six of them would qualify as actual quality possessions. I mean, they get two short fields last week, both on Carolina fumbles. They had the uh, one of the touchdowns against Tennessee on a muff punt where they got the ball inside the 10. So six, six overall quality drives in 21. Only three teams so far have been worse than that through two weeks. Yeah, and you know, the one thing you mentioned in the red zone, I think one thing that's misleading, if it's third down and nine at the 26-yard line and you catch the ball to the 19-yard line, it's considered a red zone chance, which I think is so misleading sometimes from a statistical standpoint. This is a team that has struggled quite a bit on offense. I think the problem still remains to be Daniel Jones. Um, and until they correct that long-term, I, I don't know how much more they're going to be competitive. I know they've mm-hmm. gotten off to a fast start. They were fortunate Randy Bullock missed a very makeable field goal against the uh, Giants in week number one down in Nashville for the Titans. Week two, they did a nice job, but in a hard-fought game against a 
excuse me, a Carolina team that offensively is inept. It was a defensive touchdown and one play by Levishka Chenault yesterday on a missed tackle yeah. uh, by Tyron Matthew that allowed him to go about 60, 70 yards for a touchdown. So I don't know if I want to put that much stock in the Giants. I still think on paper, minus the quarterback position, because no Dak Prescott, I think Dallas across the board is a better and more complete football team. And I think that's the one reason I can see why the number has come down from three to one here. And you would certainly think that is the game plan tonight. Defensively, do what you did against Cincinnati. Control, again, a similarly young offensive line just like Cincinnati had. And it's also why you're seeing this correlative uh, total down to 39. Some 39 and a half still in the market if you're looking to go under. Kelly, anything for you uh, here quick on this game so far? No, nothing, nothing for me. Nothing for me. Perfect NFL weekend for me, Ben. So I'm going to sit back and Whoa. say I'm good. I'm good. Perfect I'm NFL good. weekend? Yeah, let's not talk about college football. But, yeah, NFL was perfect. Perfect. Was perfect. Who'd you have? NFL, I had the Falcons. Falcons in a teaser with the Eagles. I had the Broncos in a teaser last <laughs> night. Uh, heavy on the Ravens. That was a big one. Um Look at I can't Kelly remember what else. Bidlin. Well, I know I know one play you had. Jags from, from li- I was going to say. From listening to a guessing lines uh, with Gil Alexander that you're a part of with Chris Andrews every Monday uh, here that was uh, earlier on in the day at South Point. I know Kelly was on Jacksonville early in the week, uh, as was I in that spot at the plus seven. And I like I liked them all regardless of the Justin Herbert status. We saw that line go all over the place. But you come out of that game, and we, the big news today, Rashawn Slater, the blindside protector for Justin Herbert, he's feared to be out for the year. The left tackle who goes down injured looked pretty bad at the moment. Tests uh, confirming that, at least according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, a significant injury for him. In addition, we saw Joey Bosa go out, uh, the, uh, getting the overall uh, groin injury there. He leaves mid-game. We saw very late Jalen Guyton get hurt. Question to you, though. It's a 38-10 game in week three of an 18-week season, and Justin Herbert and the entire one ones on the offense were out there the entire game. But what did you make of that decision from Brandon Staley? I think he's an idiot. And, I mean, it makes no sense. You're down 28 points with about four minutes to go. Why is your franchise quarterback in this game? I thought he shouldn't have played the game. You could tell he was just laboring throughout the game. Sometimes you just got to roll the dice. And I think if you had Chase Daniel under center or Easton Stick, I think the Jaguars would have been a little bit more conservative. And I think... I also believe the Chargers, everybody else kind of elevates their game. But with Herbert in the lineup, just mentally, you're like, okay, hey, we got Herbert in here. We're going to be just fine. This game was over quickly. They had two critical mm-hmm. turnovers in the first half. Jacksonville capitalized on it for 10 points. Made a tremendous stop when the Jags started the drive at the five or six yard line, and they held them to a field goal there. But, um, you know, Staley has lost his guts to take risk on fourth down, on fourth downs. And then on top of it, you see these decisions to keep a guy like Justin Herbert in there. It just doesn't make sense to me when you're down by 28 points. What are you trying to accomplish? Take him out. This game was over in the fourth quarter early when Jacksonville went on that like six, seven-minute drive, put a touchdown in to make it 38-10. It was actually over when when uh, the Chargers failed to score when they were down by 21. But I, I just don't understand the, the decision-making by this uh, Chargers coaching staff. And you think about the general decisions early on this year for Brandon Staley. It's left a lot to be desired in, in general, off to a one-and-two start. Here's what he had to say post-game. These comments here on Justin Herbert, uh, the decision to keep him in the whole game. Um, he wanted to be out there with his teammates. Um, he felt good, um, and he wanted to finish the game. He wanted to, you know, give our group um, some energy, um, and you know, we were going to protect him there at the end with a, you know really sound protection as best we could. But um, you know, it was more about you know him wanting to finish with his guys. Franchise quarterback, is there at some point as the coach you need to step in and say you already have a significant For injury? Sure. For sure. Yeah, we. Uh, um, Believe me, um, throughout the entire game, that's the first thought throughout the game. 
and at the end of the game. And so, um, trust me, uh, there's no one that's thinking about it more than I am. Hey, Maul, trust me. When my starting center and left tackle are out and my franchise quarterback in week three is already banged up, in what world does it make any sense to, to use that sort of, uh, that, that, at least that explanation to keep a guy in the game? I don't know how that's a possibility. I, I don't get it. I really don't. Uh, you know, to me, when we saw, what was the closing line on this game, Kelly? Do you know? Six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah. Went back up because the Herbert was playing, huh? Yep. Interesting. Oh, well, that, so that's a really that's a really interesting segue for me. At least we talk so much about how the NFL betting market as a whole it is the most efficient machine-like system of any sport in the betting market. But you saw that line go from seven when Herbert was expected to play down to three when it was rumored he was out on Friday. Back to Chargers minus six and a half when Herbert was activated and starting. Did that movement at all do anything to change your opinion? even if it's just one example that maybe the bookmakers and the way this betting market is set up, not always the most efficient out there. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'd use the word efficient. I think there's just, you know, you're speculating. You don't know the severity of the injury he's playing. You assume he's in good health or at least capable enough to be able to lead the team. So it's hard to gauge necessarily, you know, that impact. But look, I think part of the things that's getting overlooked in this game is how well Jacksonville played. I thought Trevor Lawrence was outstanding. James Robinson had a nice run. You know, the Chargers couldn't get off the field on a key fourth and one. So this team looks like they're really trending in the right direction. Then Doug Peterson taking good calculated risks so far. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, look, I mean, Kelly, you know about this. It's like we always say, odds makers, they always know, right? Well, they didn't know. They were dead wrong. And they could have opened, I mean, especially if the Chargers had come out and blasted Jacksonville, you open yourself up to a lot of liability. It ends up being the Jaguars were completely on the right side. 38-10, now a lot of question marks for the Chargers going forward. When we return, we'll look ahead to some of the early week four lines. Fun little segment. Hold or fire. We'll get them all thoughts on all the week four action when we return. Just getting started here on VEASAN Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, 24-7 video season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on a discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now to the Super Bowl for only $175. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. It's VEASAN Big Bets. I'm Ben Wilson in for Dave Ross today from the South Point Sportsbook Studios. Kelly Bidlin, our producer, had a great week, a perfect week of all. How was your week? Week three in the NFL. Listen, it was okay. I had uh, not Kelly Bidlin level. Well, my, no, I had Tennessee. I thought the line was wrong. Oh. I didn't think the Raiders should have been a road yeah. favorite. Who the hell are the Raiders to be a road favorite? And then I had um, I had an ugly team in the Jets. I, I'm look. I'm not a buyer in the Cincinnati team. I know they took care of business against the Jets, but I still think Cincinnati is getting overvalued because they went to the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have that, you know, basically the terrible play by the Chiefs at the end of the first half. I think you'd see the numbers skewed a little bit differently for this Bengals team, but I think there'll be some opportunities against Cincinnati from a betting standpoint as we go forward. And pretty big game on Thursday, which we'll talk yeah. about in a few minutes. Bengals hosting the undefeated Miami Dolphins at 3-0 to kick off week four there. At least on the Jets' side, you have Zach Wilson, who head coach Robert Sala says yesterday, likely to be back for week four, at least pending the final say from the doctors there. Jets taking on the Steelers. From what you've seen out of Joe Flacco, Amal, so far in this one and two start where you had the miraculous comeback at, the, at a 0.01% win probability week two in Cleveland, what are you expecting at least the betting market to do here if we were to see Wilson back in here starting week four against Pittsburgh? You know, I don't know. I didn't watch enough of Zach Wilson last year to really be able to comment in terms of how good or bad he is. I know based on a lot of what a lot of other people have said, they don't seem like he, they don't believe he's the guy at this point in time. So remains to be seen what happens with him. 
I think there's still some question marks about this team from a consistency standpoint. Um, they look like they're starting to get some good pieces in there, but will it be long enough uh, for Robert Salah to be able to survive? I still think that they've got to be more competitive. They've had turnovers at crucial times. They can't get certain plays or certain stops. You know, in the NFL, you don't see too many long plays like the Lavishka Chenault one against the mm-hmm. Saints or the, um, I think it was Tyler Boyd yesterday against the Jets who had a, a 50 or 60 yard touchdown on a couple of missed tackles there. So they've got to clean those types of things up to be competitive. We'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing Zach Wilson. He's got a heck of a lot more mobility than Joe Flacco. I think pretty yeah. much anybody does. On Flacco, 15.5 QBR. That big pass play, though, if you're looking at least on the Jets' defensive standpoint, that pass play to Tyler Boyd really turned the tenor of the game. Final play of the first quarter. Jets were live in that game early. It was 7-6 Cincinnati. Yeah. Had a pretty bogus unsportsmanlike uh, uh, conduct penalty from I, Jerome Boger. Extended a drive, and the next play they hit Boyd for that touchdown. I, I didn't see the penalty. I heard it. I, I'd, I'd stepped away for a minute, and I, I heard them say it. it was on Quinn and Williams. Is that what it was? Because yeah. I was wondering why they were kind of uh, infighting a little bit on the sideline. And to your point, you know, it's, it's amazing. To John Franklin Myers, excuse me, was technically the guy flagged the, there. You know, in baseball, you make an error. It gives a team a fourth out. You, you just see the floodgates open. In football, you keep a drive alive, especially. I kind of look at a drive as really, in almost any situation, is the field is really 75 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 100 in length, but most of these drives after a touchback are starting at the 25 on a kickoff. Maybe on a punt, you're starting at the 20. But the reality is if you give up 15 yards, you're giving up 20% of the field. I mean, that's a large percentage. And, and Ben, if you think about it, if a team has the ball at the 25 and you give up a 15-yard penalty, realistically, with the way how good these kickers are nowadays, you need 40 yards to get in the field goal range. That would be a 52-yard attempt. So if you give up 15 yards out of 40, right there, yeah. you've just given up 38%. I mean, and a guy like Burrow, it's just too many opportunities. It was a third-down scenario, correct, if I'm not mistaken? Third and nine, and it was yeah. an incomplete pass, too. They'd get off the field. They're ready to move on, and now all of a sudden your back is against the wall. And then fatigue also becomes a factor. The more times you got to stay out there, momentum, everything, the crowd becomes a factor. There's so many things that snowball. I think so many times people overlook that a singular play has a huge impact on any game in yep. theory. Now, third and nine at the Cincinnati 26, and they yep. get the penalty to extend the drive. That was big. There were other games where a very similar, a very similar call impacted the final outcome. Looking at you, uh, Indianapolis Colts and Kansas City Chiefs, which we'll talk about in a little bit. As far as other injuries, though, on the Sunday slate, this happened on the final play from scrimmage for New England yesterday. Mac Jones goes down, suffers a severe high ankle sprain. His status pretty firmly in doubt for the New England Patriots' big matchup against Green Bay Sunday. Look-ahead lines were Packers around 9.5-point favorites. That's quickly shotting up now. Green Bay laying 10.5 or 11 in some books. Mac Jones, it's not like he was incredibly efficient to begin with them all. Throws three interceptions, including one really bad one in the end zone. But what's the impact here for New England if they are indeed without their signal caller and Jones going forward? Yeah, I think it's a big deal. Uh, Brian Hoyer would be the potential backup there. I don't think they're going to play Bailey Zappi uh, from uh, Western Kentucky. He, he's just not a guy you want to see on the field. But to me, uh, Hoyer gives you a precipitous drop-off. Not that Mac Jones is some Hall of Fame quarterback, but he does throw the ball with great accuracy seems to make the majority of the time a pretty good play or the right play. And I think the Patriots get a lot of credit for Bill Belichick. If it was, a, if it was Ben Wilson coaching the Patriots, this team would never have as much cachet as they do. And I think people have to start to realize this team is just not as good as they once were. They're one and two. They struggled offensively. And you look at the play calling uh, in that fourth down scenarios against the Miami Dolphins in week one. They were horrific. They get the win against the Pittsburgh Steelers because we know the Steelers just don't believe in actually developing the offensive line. So that's always helped uh, anybody coming after them. And then this team yesterday had some opportunities, but Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, he was outstanding yesterday, four touchdowns, 
um, and then uh, one rushing as well. So a lot of question marks and concerns about New England. But here's the reason why you know New England without Brady is a bit fraudulent. Think about every coach that leaves New England. Which one has had the most success? Bill O'Brien at Penn State? I mean, who, who's been successful? Romeo Cornell? Uh, Charlie, where's Cheeseburger Charlie at? <laughs> Not uh, Josh McDaniels can tell you that. Yeah, Josh McDaniels getting another chance. Josh McDaniels had a meeting with uh, Mark the owner, Davis. Mark the Davis. Owner, yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Josh McDaniels, this team is NFL, man. It's going it's not for long. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. We've not had a team since they expanded the playoffs make it when they start 0-3, let alone 0-2. And you had it before in the previous system. You had only 11% of the teams make it with mm-hmm. an 0-2 record. So I, I think uh, I would not be looking to hire people from the Belichick tree unless I'm looking to fire in two years. I'll say this, Amal. You're not giving me much credit for my 13 years of Madden playing experience. I mean, come on, man. I, I, I'll tell you one thing I should give you credit for. I am very confident that most people in Vegas, and at least anybody who's a better, most people that obviously watch our network, they are better at clock management than 99% oh, yeah. of the knuckleheads out there. How about Sam Pittman it, on Saturday calling a timeout uh, to kick a field goal when he could have saved it for defense? You play as, If you play as much Madden as, as Ben just mentioned, you already understand scored uh, time and uh, uh, situation better than most of the coaches Your resume is already qualified to become the Denver I, Broncos' most important I, yeah, but, uh, person on the sideline. Here's my question. Do you send a guy to catch a punt with four minutes to go if you're up by two scores back? If they've got a fourth and 20 and they're punting. I would never do that. The one play can flip the field position. That's the one play where yeah. you have the greatest likelihood of a turnover and you can get gain 40 yards. That's a good point. Amal Shah, always one to look at the small details. And it leads us into a fun segment for us. Hold or fire yeah. for week four in the National Football League. Let's do it. I'm excited for some of these lines. Oh, yeah. I know whenever Kelly Goodland's in charge of these, they never disappoint. Hold or fire. Here we go. And we'll start with the, a team you were just talking about, Amal. You still feel like Cincinnati somewhat overvalued in the market. They've gotten the early yeah. money overnight. They open about a field goal favorite against the Miami Dolphins. 3-0 Dolphins. Mike McDaniel were ready to elect him to Canton, Ohio. Going into Cincinnati on a short week. And it's the Bengals now at 3.5. Is this a hold or fire for you based on the number? Uh, this is a hold. I think this number is perfect. It's you know tough to call either way. And that's what sometimes they're really looking to do from an oddsmaker standpoint. One concern I have for Miami is Tua hit his head. He did come back in the game. I was actually surprised he returned to the game, Ben. I didn't think he would return after the way he was walking off the field or barely was able to walk off the field. So from that standpoint, I was a little bit concerned. But um, this would really be an opportunity to really see if this Dolphins team is legitimate. The one thing I would point out from yesterday is, yes, they won the football game. Give them a ton of credit. And by the way, uh, another Rhodes Scholar from the University of Georgia, Isaiah McKenzie. Hey, dummy, go out of bounds <laughs> when you have no timeouts, okay? It's a novel concept. By the way, you and I are big Ken Dorsey fans, uh, Kelly. And I got to tell you, I was so glad that he was apoplectic in that booth going crazy. Lost it, yeah. You know why? Because they had a chance. If he, because of the safety, you got a chance to win the football game there. What are you doing? You've got Josh Allen. Please get out of bounds. I mean, he decides to make that decision. Where was he going? I mean, I was like, when he did that, I go, oh, the game's over. They got no shot. What a ridiculous outcome. Buffalo, fourth team in NFL history to lose a game in which they had at least 450 yards of offense, held the ball at least 40 minutes, and ended up giving up either one or zero turnovers. And they are just the fourth team ever to lose a game when they met all those criteria. The last time that 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 happened, uh, the Bills. They lost against the Dolphins in 2016. So there is a history of this. To your point, though, Ben, right? Buffalo plus 285 yards in total yardage, 497 to 212. Miami runs for 41 yards. Look, the one thing I would push back on the Dolphins on Thursday night is this, and this is why I would hold. 
is because I still think offensively they're challenged. You know, the New England game, they had that fourth and seven conversion to Waddle. They had the defensive sack fumble. Um, the Ravens game, they played well for about a quarter. And then yesterday, again, the offense struggled. Definitely a hold on this point. And also Miami, the two wins of the last 108 of these teams that have been outgained by at least 275 yards. The only two, they both are two at Tagovailoa-led Dolphin teams within the last three years against the Rams in 2020 and the Bills yesterday. What a ridiculous stat that is. We'll see how it transitions into Thursday night football. More hold or fire. We'll talk about Denver and Las Vegas. Big game in week four next on Beeson Big Bets. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of VSIN Big Bets is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke free and spit free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zid understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zin will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zin Nicotine Pouches at Zin.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We welcome you back. Hour number one of V-SIN Big Bets on a Monday from the South Point Sportsbook Studios. Kelly Bidlin, our producer behind the glass with Amal Shaw. Jimmy Vaccaro from behind the desk at the South Point Sportsbook joins us in about 15 minutes. I'm Ben Wilson. More hold or fire, Amal. You ready for this? Diving back in. Week four. Let's do it. We've talked about one game already. We'll talk about a few more right now. Hold or fire. Love that animation. Great work. I assume Rob Moreno, Kelly. Oh, yeah. Rob Moreno. Outstanding. Uh, master of all animations here at the network. Let's go to a big AFC West matchup in week four. Denver Broncos, Las Vegas Raiders. This game will be at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. You have the 0-3 Raiders fresh off of head coach Josh McDaniels closed door meeting with the owner Mark Davis and then the Denver Broncos who are 2-1 and one, win a game last night 11-10. The only team in the NFL in the last 30 years to win a game despite having at least eight more three and outs than their opponent. Broncos had nine three-and-outs last night. The 49ers had one. Raiders laying two-and-a-half at home, Amal. What do you make of this Denver team? Because that's really where, I mean, that's where the, this whole handicap comes down to after what we've seen out of Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, and, and that whole crew for Denver. Catching two-and-a-half, uh, what, what do you make of that squad so far? Well, I don't think they're particularly good. You know, nepotism runs rampant in a lot of different industries, and my thing is if you're going to hire somebody because their dad was a coach, wouldn't you hire somebody who was competent? I mean, Paul Can Hackett was terrible at USC and with the Jets. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett has not exactly set the world on fire right now in Denver. They were fortunate enough to win that game yesterday against the, uh, against the 49ers. By the way, I'm going to tell you right now who's the happiest person in the world that Jimmy Garoppolo stepped out of that end zone yesterday, and that was Dan Orlowski. Because for <laughs> yeah, years, everyone's like, how could you be that dumb not to know where you are? It's like in basketball when guys come off a curl and they step out of bounds. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo just drops back and steps out of the end zone. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Pay attention to what's going on. Um, I think if you're the Broncos, you're going to get on track, and you got to do it against this Raiders defense. On the flip side, if you're the Raiders defense, if you're going to get some stops, this is the game to do it in. I would fire on the Raiders right now. I think this line gets up to three. This Broncos team is just not particularly good. I don't know if it's necessarily Russell Wilson, if it's the receivers, it's the lack of offensive line, but they are missing a good continuity and consistent offensive play. We saw them struggle against Seattle. Uh, they got a win against Houston that they were fortunate enough to get the W there. 
Last night could have been an easy loss against San Francisco. So I think there's a lot of question marks. The other thing is, I don't know if Denver's defense is particularly good or if they've just played a bunch of inept offenses so far. 3.7 yards per play offensively, yeah. too, for Denver. You score 10 points, nine or 11 points, I should say, 9-3 and outs. You get the benefit of an untimely interception with two minutes to go, and San Francisco is a first down away from being in field goal range. You get the Garoppolo stepping out of the back of the end zone for safety as well. Makes you think about a spot like this that is the, the utmost win or your season is truly over if you're Josh McDaniels and the Raiders, is it not? Yeah, I would. the one thing where they can make up ground is, right, you lose in the AFC to uh, – in the first week to the Chargers and to the Tennessee Titans, and neither of them are off to great starts. They're both one and two. Uh, you look around right now at the landscape in the AFC, I think you see some teams that are further down than you would have anticipated. I mentioned two of those teams. The Colts sitting at one, uh, what, one, one, and one. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got Kansas City takes that loss at two and one. So you're not that far out of contention, but you, this is a division game. You've got to get this game. I like the uh, Raiders here laying two and a half. I, I really believe this line will yeah. be at three by kickoff, if not three and a half. One other element, too, and we talk about Nathaniel Hackett and his decision as head coach, they hire a game manager this week. So the Broncos this year have had seven different decisions to make, whether that is go for it, punt, or kick a field goal. They've had seven different situations in all that have presented themselves where the numbers said there was a 2% differential on the win probability, pretty yeah. significant in the grand scheme of things. Of those seven situations, Denver has only elected the right decision one time in those seven. And last night, not only that, they hire a new game manager. He comes in and talks the head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. They admitted this postgame out of the right decision. They punted on fourth and inches when the numbers were about a 5% win probability gap between punting and going for it. Yeah. So what do you make of that? When you bring in a new guy, hasn't been around for three years, and now he's in the head of the coach who is already, as you just talked about, probably in over his head. What do you make I'm of that? I'm telling you the analytics people are part of the problem. You need gamblers in there. And I'm, I'm not being <laughs> serious because you look yeah. at it from a different story. You know, one of the biggest problems I see in the NFL is every week coaches forego opportunities in the first half of a game to get field goals. Well, here's the thing. If your kicker misses an extra point, which we went from, what, 99.9 .9 basically on the PAT when it was at uh, 18 or 20 yards or whatever it was, and now further back you're at about 94%. So it's just two drives to potentially get what equates to a touchdown. There are so many scenarios where you take the points early on. These coaches, it's, it's you know what it is? It's almost like somebody on a blackjack table who makes a bad decision, and then they stood the first time on 16. Now, all of a sudden, against the six, they hit when they should stand. Yeah. You know, they just continuously make bad decisions after bad decisions, and you're seeing this right now with these teams. You get paralysis by overanalysis. I, I think you just got to take, in some of these short-yarded situations, fourth and less than a yard, the majority of the time, you're going to go for it. I, I just think it's pretty simple. Here's how I look at it. This is, to me, how – forget the analytics – Let's say I'm on defense and I'm the 49ers and I'm a 49er fan or I have a bet on the 49ers. Do I want Denver punting on fourth and one or do I want them going for it? I want them punting every time because yes. I'm working under the premise that they're going to get the first down. And so to me, when you look at it from that standpoint, when I'm watching a college football game and I see a team lining up on fourth and one, I'm like, oh, damn, the drive's going to continue. I want them punting because I'm like, at least now I know I'm getting the ball back. And, and those scenarios, I just don't think teams look at these things that – they're just not, in my opinion, looking at it from a proper way in terms of the time scoring situation, how to approach it. They're just like, well, the analytics say this. You know, you know, perfect example, if you're down 22 and you score a touchdown, you're down 16, they'll kick the extra point. The reality is you should go for two there because if you make it now, you don't have to do it again. You can go either one for one right. or two out of three instead of waiting until the end where you got to be 100%. And this, we're talking about the specific strategy where yeah. this came up. Fourth and inches, you're down 10 to 5 
early in the th- early in the fourth quarter, yeah. and you're punting it away. Massive let off if you were looking at this from the San Francisco perspective. Now Denver gets lucky and they end up winning the game, but where, that doesn't that doesn't dispel from the notion that it was the wrong decision. I didn't see the game last night. So where was the ball at at the time? Where, where they were at at that point? Yeah, it was do 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 do. As I pull up, doing my best uh, Gil, Gil impression. No, they're on 34. Fourth and inches at the 34. Uh, 12 minutes to go in the game at this point. You're down by five in a game where you had, uh, you had moved the ball uh, for less than 200 yards at this point. Yeah, but then that would make the argument why you shouldn't go for it, right? If you're not moving the ball. And the 49ers had a, a drive on, I think they had a touchdown drive on their second offensive possession. Yeah. So my, I, I get in this situation, I didn't realize the ball is at 34 in the fourth quarter with 12 minutes to go because here's the problem. If you go for it and you don't make it, you now have given them three points, right? In Denver, anything inside the 35-yard line is an almost automatic three points with the altitude and, and being able to kick the field goal. Now you're going to need a touchdown and a two-point conversion with the ineptness of this offense and the way the defense had stymied the 49ers offense. I can see the argument. Again, but to me, a lot of it is predicated upon it, it just can't be analytics-based. Going forward, you know, yesterday uh, – Cliff Kingsbury went for it on fourth down, down 11 points on fourth and fourth, the 24-yard line with about 12 minutes to go. I go, he's an idiot. You need two scores. Even if you get the first down here, it doesn't guarantee you a touchdown. Take the field goal and put game pressure on the uh, other team, the Rams. And here's the argument I would make in this scenario by punting, not because they won the game, but if you don't make it and they get a touchdown, the game's over. You're not scoring twice the way the offense is going. So. I think every situation is different, and I think the one problem I have with the analytics is they look at it in a vacuum. This is fourth and less than a yard. you got to go for it. No, not every scenario is that, is that if that's the case. I think there's times, though, where teams should go for it more often in the first half of games. For sure. I totally understand that. And you look at now, at least you talk about firing on the Raiders. You can get twos out there. There's even a couple books down to one and a half. So early money coming in on, uh, on Denver in that position. But um, and I'm with you on this. We'll be looking to fire on the Raiders in this must-win spot here in week number four. Get to a couple quick ones as well. Packers on uh, open in that eight and a half, nine range. They're up to ten and a half or eleven now, depending on the book. Mac Jones, they hope he can avoid surgery. That is that is the hope. But the timetable is still TBD with a severe high ankle sprain. You holding or firing on this one, Amal? Uh, I'm going to hold. Um, I'm generally not a guy to lay double digits in the NFL. I'd be more apt to take it, but it concerns me a little bit with Brian Hoyer. Uh, but you know the Packers had an opportunity to go up twenty-one to three. Missed that opportunity with a fumble in the first half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thought it really changed the dynamic of the game. Uh, you know, New England. This would be a game where I think they go conservative, work the clock a little bit, try to do the things that Belichick has done extremely well throughout his career. Play defense and special teams when the opportunity presents itself. Uh, I know this is a low total of forty here, Ben. Right. But it feels like to me between both these defenses, I know Lamar beat them, but Lamar has the capability of beating you with his legs. And sometimes when the game starts to open up, it just changes the dynamic of how it's played. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be a more conservative game. I would look at the under here, and I, I would potentially take a shot right now. And look, these are also the spots where I'm. If you have the big spreads, especially yeah. low totals, you don't want to get involved with laying a double-digit number. Look at some of the alternative ways to bet these, like a team total under on New England, yeah. where you know that number is likely only going to drop at this point, especially with uncertainties around the status of Mac Jones. If you, we'll, we'll kind of do the math here and look at it, but you're you're looking at a team total that's obviously going to be pretty low, but. You're in a position where that takes part of the cover handicap out of it. You're just relying on one really elite unit, Green Bay defense, against a weak New England offense. We'll welcome in Jimmy Vaccaro from behind the counter next here on VEASAN Big Bets. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace up for week four with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday. All season long, build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. As we welcome you back, VEASAN Big Bets on a Monday as we take a look at our pro tip for this hour. Reminder, you can see all of our pro tips at VEASAN.com where we have sorted them all here by show and by sport for our VEASAN Pro subscribers. So check all those out. 
Pro tip of the hour, I'm off. You were talking about this a little bit earlier. In-game betting in the NFL can be extremely profitable, especially if you are not really loving the pregame number. You don't want to force it pregame. You can often get better numbers in-game. If we look at some examples just from yesterday, Maul, you looked at the Saints catching 8.5 in-game. They were catching. Uh, they were in that 2.5, actually laying it pregame against the Carolina Panthers. Cardinals were another example. They were last two weeks. They've been catching about 16 in-game, only to come back and, uh, and, and at least be within the number, whether or not they win the actual game. So a great uh, tip by you there. And you were, it worked out, especially in the Saints game yesterday, where Carolina did not even score an offensive touchdown that entire game. Well, the, they did have one where uh, Baker hit LaVisca Chenault at, on a yeah, third the very, down play. That's right, yeah. very end, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but the first, like, 57 <laughs> minutes, it was... Uh, uh, they got that one early in the fourth quarter, but still, overall, this was a team that really continues to struggle offensively. It was bad defense, bad communication by the Browns. They hit a big play against. A yeah. uh, lot of concerns from Carolina's standpoint. I think Matt Rule is going to be NFL there, not for long. You look ahead, too, and so a team like Arizona, it seems like we get that team every single year that gets off to the terrible start. Then they at least get themselves live back into a game this year. It appears to be at least it appears to be Arizona through three weeks where if you get rid of the week one blowout that they suffered at home against the Rams, you come back from the big deficit down 20 against the Raiders. You at least make it a game getting to within eight in one possession. The question though becomes how much trust can you have in clinks in cliff Kingsbury at this point of all? Yeah. A lot of questions there. I think some of the decision-making is very poor. And you know what amazes me watching Kyler Murray play? Look, I'm a fan of Kyler's. He's from the Dallas area, one of the greatest high school football players in the state of Texas ever. But this guy, he just doesn't understand that at the NFL level, you're no longer the best athlete on the field. You might be, but doesn't mean you can just outrun everybody and you can just do certain things that you could do at the high school and college level. And I think that's been a real problem right now for this team. They, they just aren't consistent offensively. And I thought it was a great move by the Ravens getting rid of Hollywood Brown, shipping him off. Uh, to Arizona. Mm -hmm. Now, they need DeAndre Hopkins back. You know, this guy, for, for me, for a long time, was the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, when they get him back, it'll make a difference. But still, there's issues with the team. And defensively, these guys can't stop the run to save their life. So I have a hard time backing Kingsbury and Murray at this point in time in any situation. And it's also, too, we talked earlier in the show, Amal, about the specific decisions that these teams are presented with in certain situational spots and whether those are the right plus EV or just the wrong decisions. But how about things that aren't really quantifiable and how you view them in the betting market? Great example would be Arizona, their final drive yesterday. You're down 20 to nine and you go on a 17 play 84 yard drive that takes over five minutes off the clock. At one point, Kyler Murray elects to slide inbounds. Yes. Easily oh could have gone the ball out of, bounds. out of bounds. Exactly. They did not even try to run an extra play before the two minute warning. How does that factor into your handicap when it's not something that is quantifiable at all by the data? It's not, and that's why so many times I think there's a benefit in watching games. And to your point, Ben, I think you look at this team and say their decision-making, their inability to understand time scoring situation is going to be very crucial when you're looking at betting certain spots or certain scenarios. You know, I thought they should have actually kicked a field goal before the two-minute warning. Now, it depends. I forgot where they were mid-30s, but Prater's got a cannon of a leg. And I thought this way because they had two timeouts remaining – and then they use one timeout to send the field goal team on. I'm like, run the field goal team on or I, spike it on third. They day. couldn't decide. So, yeah. It was as simple as Kyler Murray was out there you know, complaining about why aren't we going for it. Cliff Kingsbury had the blank stare on his face, and all of a sudden the play clock's at five. They had to burn you a know, timeout. You know, they give the Wonderlick test, which I think is worthless. Um, you, you know, a lot of it's math-based, but the reality is what they should give is a football IQ test, and it's not that hard. Time score and situation what to do in certain scenarios. And half these coaches and players just don't seem to have a grasp of it. And listen, Ben, I, I equate a football game to this. You are playing your opponent for three quarters, and the fourth quarter you're playing the clock. 
you know, I thought Jacksonville put on an absolute clinic in the fourth quarter on how, how clock management should go. Mm-hmm. They took three downs to get third down, I think three different times converted, and they took six, seven minutes off the clock, put the ball in the end zone, kept the ball in play, never ran to the edges, put themselves in a precarious spot to go out of bounds. Even though in the NFL, the clock restarts pretty quickly if you go out of bounds with more than five minutes to go. These are the little things that you need to be successful. And Kingsbury, when you look at him, it gives me that, you know, Kelly, remember Randy Shannon in Miami? It gives me that Yo, dumb Kelly Randy knows. Shannon look. When I remember one time he takes a timeout, Mark Whipple's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm watching the game going, why is he taking a timeout here? Whipple's like, we don't need to take a timeout oh, here. It, it's unbelievable. Cliff Kingsbury's from that idiot school of management. Kelly knows. Oh, any, oh, any South Florida coach that has a history of struggling clock management. Kelly Pinson, I, I, That team, though, right now, Cardinals, it, it's rough with quarterback and head coach for that kind of stuff. I, I mean, you can't really trust either one of them. I, I, I'm all, the point you made about Kyler is so – is so spot on because it's something Lamar Jackson's had to learn over the first few years of his NFL career, and you can see him get better and better with it every Correct. year. It is it is the, I'm not going to try to go around this guy. I'm going to go straight up field and get those two extra yards that matter so much in this game. I'm going to look for wide receiver. I mean, it, his chemistry with Mark Andrews has been evident since day one with those two. Kyler doesn't hasn't really ever had that with anybody. He doesn't really try to have that with anybody, it seems. You, he, they need Hopkins back, though. You're right on that. Still out for another couple weeks. It's a six-week suspension for DeAndre Hopkins to start the year. They're catching one or one and a half in Carolina, one of those week four spots, Arizona at Carolina. Two other teams, Amal, that did have their struggles with either clock management-related situations or just general procedural issues, and that would be Kansas City and Tampa Bay. That's basically our marquee game of week four, Sunday night football Chiefs off a devastating loss where they missed three different kicks, have a, some sort of aborted snap or fake, depending on what you want to classify it as for Andy Reid in Kansas City, taking on Tampa Bay in Tampa, a team that loses 14-12 to Green Bay. Chiefs laying three on the road. How do you kind of factor in what you've seen out of this Buck offense that's been so depleted so far? Among? Yeah, they really have. you got to pay attention. Now, Mike Evans will be back in the mix. Remember, he was out for a one-game suspension. They need him offensively. Godwin's injuries had a huge impact on this team. And then I think the loss of Gronk has been huge for uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. I Remember, they've had injuries on the offensive line as well. That's another factor. This was a line where Brady was basically untouchable. He was like Teflon back there. You, you just weren't going to be able to stick to him. And uh, I think when you look at this team going forward, unless they can get healthy, it's going to be hard to back them in certain spots. This Kansas City team needs a win. The, the, I'll tell you where Casey's hurt. No Harrison Butker. I thought that was yeah. a game yesterday. If they have him, they win the game. They don't run a fake field goal on the field goal attempt. Um, they would have gone for the three. Uh, he's a huge difference maker. I, I think Mahomes will have a much stronger game. I, th- I think they play well, but uh, I would – this is not a game I'm going to get involved with right now. You look at this well for Kansas City. You fumble a punt if you're Sky Moore inside your own five-yard line. Yeah. First off, I was thinking of you because it's like, why are you even, why are you even catching the football at the five-yard exactly line to begin right. with? You're just asking for trouble. That was the only, until the final drive for Indianapolis, that was the only touchdown the Colts had on a drive where it started at the five-yard line. You think about all the different uh, the, the issues on special teams, two missed kicks from a backup kicker in Matt Amendola, those issues you talked about. And then, similar to our discussion earlier on the Jets-Bengal game, you have a third and nine sack of Matt Ryan with about five minutes to go where Indianapolis' offense had done nothing, under four yards per play. Chris Jones called for an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, extends the drive. Next thing you know, Colts are punching it in, and they win the game by three. You you know, Ben, you bring up a great point. That penalty is a catastrophic loss. 
right? Like you, you end up losing this game because of this. Now, I'm not saying that they guaranteed they're guaranteed to hang on and win, but you feel pretty good about your chances. And and these are the types of things to me. I understand at the collegiate level, the head coach really has a lot more say. Mm-hmm. But have you ever noticed? You never see this stuff happen in New England. You never see this stuff happen with the Ravens. There's just certain teams. Generally speaking, for the most part, you won't see it with Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. There's certain teams where the head coach's personality really has a presence on the organization. It doesn't happen as much. Uh, for, you know, look, I get the players like Andy Reid and they respect him as an offensive coach, but these types of mistakes cannot happen. Yeah, I'm sitting there with a Colts uh, ticket. I don't know. I don't know where you were at on that game, but I had, had the Colts in the contest. Kelly, I'm sitting there on our live bet uh, Sunday show, and I'm just like about ready to pull my pull my hair out. I could, couldn't believe the fact that they were even in the game. The Colts. I'm like every time Matt Ryan drops back, he's going to get strip sacked. It was awful. And all of a sudden, they're driving to score the winning touchdown. It was an amazing turn of events. Yeah, they're, they're another team. Chalk up the Colts. The Colts and Broncos, I feel like I heard post-game yesterday talking about, oh, we really feel like we're gelling and coming together and everything's about to start clicking. I'm going to wait till I see it. I'm going well, to wait till I see it. To your point, though, if you're Kansas City, you could have gone to 3-0, and Buffalo's at 2-1, and and then you could have buried a potential team in the Colts because if the Colts had lost yesterday and then if they lose this week to the Titans – now, all of a sudden, you look at them and say, hey, I don't know if this team's going to be able to make the postseason. Bunch of results in week three. We might look back at, as you're talking about, yeah. say week 14, 15, and, and think, wow, if they could have just not completely uh, imploded in those late-game situations, playoff picture could look a whole lot different. All right, we're hour one into the books here on Visa and Big Bets. When we come back, we take a look at the top 25 in college football. Get them all thoughts on all things CFB. That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.